Blog Talk Radio. You love uploading video to the web, but you can't stand those pesky ads that come with it? Well, go to blazingryradio.com and click on the banner for Vimeo. Vimeo loves your videos. Save and share your videos in beautiful HD with no disruptive ads. As a basic member, you can upload up to 500 megabytes of video per week for free. As a Plus member, you can upload up to 5 gigs of video per week. And that is $59.95 per year. And if you want to go pro, you can upload up to 20 gigs of video per week for only $199 per year, billed annually. So, go ahead on over to BlazingRyeRadio.com, click on the banner for Vimeo, and get to uploading. Thank you for listening. BlazingRyeRadio.com The great city playboys They're always around To help build your hope up Then help drag you down They'll leave you with nothing Worth singing about everyone. It's your smoking nephew, Blazing Rye, and I'd like to welcome you to a special live New Year's Eve version of Blazing Rye Backstage, and I'd like to introduce the McMahon to my Carson, the uh, the Danny Partridge to my David Cassidy, the Rolanda to my Watts, the Jenny to my Jones, the Maury to my Povich, the Richard to my Bay, the Oprah to my Winfrey, the Rosie to my O'Donnell, the Ellen to my Portia, the Sade to my Batterinois, Mr. Jonathan Weeks, Mr. Jonathan, how are you, man? I'm drowning slowly. Oh, my no omitted nowhere. She's a brick and I'm drowning She's slowly. She's a brick and I'm drowning uh, somewhere. What? <laughs> uh, okay. So. Thank you um, for that introduction. Yes. Uh, thank you for. So thank uh, you. <laughs> Thank you for doing a, a show on New Year's Eve. It shows that neither of us, none of us, in fact, have lives. <laughs> There's nowhere else I'd rather be. And that is my thought exactly. There is nowhere else I'd rather be than with you right now on the radio. Whoa! On the radio. On the radio. Um, so, weeks, the... Uh, yeah. You can be completely honest now because whenever we have guests, nobody ever listens to the top of the show except uh, Sean Broyles because he wants to interject some comedy later on, um, which is a, a compliment to him and his uh, dedication oh, yeah. to his craft. But we have a guest tonight, author Robert Biederman, and be honest here, and you can lie later, uh, have you read any of his new book? I'll be perfectly honest. Uh, I saw the title on the Amazon page. <laughs> <laughs> That's about all I've read, my friend. 
Okay. Okay. Now that's fine. When he's on, you have okay. read the whole thing twice. This way, the audience is in on a little trickery with with us, you know? Okay. Definitely. Okay, good. Um what uh what are you doing later tonight? Do you have New Year's plans? I have no plans at all. I was uh, thinking about going back to the big CT, but I'm probably not just going to lay low. And uh, kind of like one of the first New Year's uh, Eve that I've done this. Uh, we're done nothing. So uh, it's going to be kind of boring, but uh, I think I need some rest. So <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I, I have felt uh, – very uh, losery today because I I usually I have multiple options, multiple places uh-huh. to go on New Year's Eve. Typically, I wind up at at my friends in Williamsburg because there's no one I'd rather spend Williamsburg with usually. Um, and you were there one time. Then uh, then the the folks who were in New York, how uh, the um the like like my uh, uh drama house college party friends from Syracuse. So uh, I go over there. And it's a good time usually. And then, like, I was getting nothing. No invites. No invites to Astoria. No invites to Williamsburg. And then I texted my friend Kevin, who usually has the uh, shindig on New Year's yesterday, asking him if he was doing New Year's. Didn't hear anything back. I said, I think I might be banned. I think I might be banned from Kevin's. And then today I texted, no good question mark which by the way is is always a fantastic like defense mechanism no good um and uh and then kevin responded uh saying that they are having a small thing uh tonight so i think i shall trek out there um and uh i i don't feel as much like a loser as i did earlier but jesus what what is everyone doing they're all married with kids now or something I think that's what it is. Either that, or, or people are just resigned to sitting and watching TV, or going to bed early now. And I, I don't know if it's because we're older, or I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It's, 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 it's a phenomenon. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you change your mind about resting, uh, you should come out to Brooklyn, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, watch Tom Fogarty's ball drop together. <laughs> Tom Fogarty. Try to go out that one, Tommy boy. <laughs> so now I'd like to introduce, uh, reintroduce a segment we frequently do on Blazing Ride Backstage, where I will read one of Tom Fogarty's Facebook statuses in the voice of your choice, the voice, John Weeks, of your choice. Oh, my. Oh, oh my. Uh, let me think. Do you know the enemy? Do you know your enemy? Do you know your enemy? Do you know your enemy? <laughs> I want you to sing it like Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no good? No good? <laughs> see? You see what I mean? It, it, is, it is great. I, I use it quite best. often. Yeah. Every, anyone to whom I've introduced to no good uses it very, very frequently. Uh huh. Like that that uh, that New Year's Eve that uh, that Bryce made out with Sarah Rabinowitz, and I was like, you know, very very hurt by the whole thing. And then you go, no good. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, yeah, what else can you do at that point than say that it's perfect? And uh, you know, it all worked out in the end. Um, but uh, 
Okay, Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. Oh, boy. Mm. 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 Love this time of year. Just got back from Julius Ball, where I went to chill and cheer in the coming new year and had a great conver with a couple in San Diego. <laughs> Staying on the black and had to relive the name for them past and present. And it's good. Leslie is home early from work and we will soon be dining at Shay Ellis Ruth. And then I jumped into plays a rock radio show, holla, and then as the night progresses, we no longer go out, leaving the quiet and warmth of our village about, we stay in and watch my bones drop. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't know that was... You were Bieber, and secondly, it made that status sound so much better. That was amazing. I loved it. I know. I love. I yes, I agree. It was incredible, and I love how Tom Fogarty said, like all a bunch, like the first, all of the first half of it actually rhymed. So uh, it was, you know, it almost worked. Except um, the uh, the 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 voice that I was doing. I don't know who it was, but I, I don't think Bieber really sings in that falsetto, does he? Uh, yes, he does. He, sometimes he sings. When, when, when you were saying Leslie, Leslie, it was, it was spot on. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. It was, it was deep. Deep you know at best. You know what I noticed before was this dude, uh, listen, I don't, you know, I, I don't want to get uh, in trouble with, this guy, he he's he blogs for a pretty popular website uh, or blog or whatever. Uh, but I, I read his status before, and Jesus Christ, uh, it is just uh, – listen to this status. Let me know what you okay. think. I'm not sure. going to say his name. This is what it is. Oh, God, we have five mutual friends, too. Here we go. Oh, boy. It is. Before 2014 – I had no idea what it meant to be loved, cared for, and supported. He has nurtured a sense of self-control that mitigates my naturally unbridled intellect and expression, offering a sense of poetic form to my ongoing stream of consciousness. Beyond just a gift, it's a mark on my soul. First of all, what in the hell is he talking about? <laughs> Secondly, what is this? I, I don't even uh, I don't even know what this is about. Even if it is about something, it sounds beyond pretentious and ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> who is this? Is this God? <laughs> no, but uh, speak. What What did you? So so we we did not have a show last week because of Christmas. What What did you do for uh, the Christmas holiday? Well, for the Christmas holiday, I went home. I uh, hung out with my family. I saw one of my friends, you know, Chris Featherman, Too Hot, and uh, those guys. But other than that, I didn't do too much. I really was quite antisocial as usual and uh, just enjoyed being back in uh, Connecticut and uh, being with family. It was really good times. You know, two of my follow-up questions to that were, the first one was, did you see any of the mains? And your answer is? 
No, I did not. And I and didn't make my... any effort to do so. <laughs> I'm a terrible human being. And my second question was, did you see Josh Featherweight two ton for TV Featherman? <laughs> and you did. I did see Josh Harper. I saw Josh Harper. Josh Harper, Josh Harper, Josh Harper. Josh Harper, Josh Harper. And what about Apparently, Tommy? Huh? Tommy Two-Toned? Yeah, Tommy yeah. Two-Toned. Well, okay, yeah, I saw okay. him too. Yeah, what happened with Josh Harper? Apparently, what is his music career is taking off? Oh, apparently he told me that uh, he's uh, he's auditioning for The Voice in like a um, month at the end of the month. The Voice, the television series. Yeah, The Voice. Yeah. Oh, that's great! Isn't he a a, a rapper though, or is he? No, he's a singer, right? He's uh, he's like a very much an R and B singer. Um, you know, he, I, I wish him the best. Good kid, great kid. <laughs> Um. Okay. So, uh, uh, weeks. Do, do you know? Um. Uh. What do you What do you think about Danny Danny Bonaducci? Uh, this is a crazy, crazy redheaded son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, and <clears throat> as I've uh mentioned before, Gil Gilbert Gottfried has a podcast, and. Uh, the one of the latest episodes was Danny Bonaducci, who, for the folks who don't know, played Danny Partridge on The Partridge Family, which, for the folks who don't know, was a TV series in the 70s about a band, and they all, like, lip-synced, and no, no one played instruments and stuff, which is weird because I, recently in, like, Playboy magazine, Danny Bonaducci was ranked the fourth best bass player ever, and he never, ever learned a lick of the bass or anything. Um, wow. Except for one time when he played with David Cassidy in some like live show, but okay, so so they start talking. Uh, Danny Bonaducci and Gilbert Gottfried. Apparently, they were they were friends. And Gilbert goes, "I remember having a crazy night with you." And Danny Bonaducci's like, "Oh yeah, I remember that." And and Gilbert's like, "And and we go into this alleyway, and then they just start cracking up." And he's like, "When the story starts." that you know it's not going to go well if that's the, the famous thing. And then they start talking about how they're, these, they're, they're banging these ladies in an alleyway and well, and, and then Gilbert Gottfried saying, and then what was weird was she was blowing me and I look over and I see you fucking the other girl in the ass and then the, the Gilbert's co-host goes, um, alright, well, let's try and uh, steer this back on track before we go completely off the rails. And and then I thought in my head, I thought in my head, Jonathan Weiss, I thought before you go completely off the rails, how much further can you go? I'm imagining Danny Partridge banging some lady in the butt while Gilbert Gottfried is getting a blowjob. They're both like five feet tall in some alleyway. Danny's probably hopped up on the crack. I mean... That is not a sight that I care to uh, to see, and they were talking about it like it was fucking nothing. <laughs> and then the guy Frank Santo Padre, the co-host, let's let's shift gears before we get totally off track. <laughs> <laughs> That's nuts. Gilbert Gottfried, first of all, the host of what is Up All Night? What was that? I, I, it's ridiculous. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Oh my god, and all those like. You know, basically like soft porn flicks at night. I remember uh, trying to stay up and watch those. And then Danny Bonaduce, I, I know he went off his rocker when 
Um, well, first of all, he did a good thing. He lost a lot of weight. I remember that. I did that for his image. But then he did that, like, celebrity boxing thing. Yeah. And he, was, he just, he just seems, seems crazy. He seems like he's got so much angst from his uh, childhood stardom days. And uh, But he seems like somebody you would want to hang out with, actually. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, absolutely. I'd love to be uh, banging a, a lady in the in the thing. And then, and then he, you know, he got in trouble for uh, for punching a transvestite in the face. But let's uh, let's let's hold off on that. And we do you have you have a guest for us. Yeah, I, I believe we do have a guest. Hold on. Let me look it up here. All right. All right. Well, and now the inventor of the edible black licorice toothbrush. The creator of spam email and the maker of Nintendo's epic failure, Virtual Boy, America's very own Robert Peterman. Hey, all right. <laughs> oh, what's up, Robert Peterman? Boy, do I wish I had called in sooner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have a great lead-in with the Danny Bonaducci and Gilbert Gottfried banging and blowing and all that. <laughs> um, it's gonna be hard to top. You mean top because of the? Never mind. Okay, so Rob, <laughs> you 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 have got a uh, you've been on the show before to promote your last book, my unofficial second to last will and testament. Your friend of the show, you come on, you come on, you pinch hit for for the wizard sometimes, and now you're congratulations on congratulations on getting the title right for a change. Yeah, well, it's because I wrote it down. Uh, and then your your new book is Hey underscore 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 comma Here's your present ellipses It's a book exclamation point What is this book about and where'd you get the idea to do it? That was a very detailed uh, intro there for the title Thank you um, Thank you Yes it is uh, I agree. Here's, blank. Uh, here's your present It's a book um, you know, I, I've noticed people lately, uh, the last few years have been shifting away from books, uh, for various reasons. So, you know, when someone zigs, I zag and I just went the complete, uh, opposite direction and said, no, 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 guys, guys, books are the best gift on earth. And then I go on and explain, uh, all the great things you can do with a book and, uh, even how you can re-gift a book, uh, a few things you can't do with a book, just to be fair, um, try to be as detailed as possible and uh, just make people realize how beautiful a book is and why it makes the best gift for any day of the week and twice on Thursday. <laughs> so to, to be clear, the book is about owning a book. The book is all about uh, owning a book. The chapters include uh, what can I do with this book? Why did I receive this book? Uh, how does this book help me pick up women or men? Uh, depending on what you're into, uh, what other gifts would I have received if not for this book? And then regrettably at the end, how can I re-gift this book, uh, plus a few others. <laughs> and John Weeks, I hear you chomping at the the tit over there. I am. I, well, I'm not much into reading. I think books are a little overrated. Um, <laughs> you know, why I'm glad books... you... I'm glad you brought this up, Mr. Weeks, uh, yes. because there are plenty of things you can do with my book that really don't involve uh, reading, uh, from holding a sandwich to stabilizing a shaky table to showing people that you don't know karate. There are plenty of things you can do with this book uh, that, that without even opening the page. Wow, that sounds pretty pretty nice. Can I ask you, what is your favorite book besides, of course, this book? 
Um, you know, it's a tough question. Uh, I, I'd say I grew up with, um, uh, what is it, Super Fudge? Super Fudge? Mm-hmm. Super Fudge? Yeah. One of those words. Judy so, Bloom. Uh, Ramona Quimbley? Judy Bloom? Mm-hmm. One of those books? So I grew up with that. That's, I'd like to say that shaped me uh, so much that I forgot the actual title uh, of the book. But once I wrote this book, uh, really this became um, the gold standard, if I may. Okay, okay, excellent. <laughs> I, I like to hear that, yeah. Definitely yeah, was. That's a completely the unbiased book. comment. <laughs> where where can people uh, purchase this this book? I, I'm glad you brought that up. This is available on Amazon. It is available in Kindle. And for those of you living in Manhattan, I am happy to announce that it is uh, at the Barnes & Noble in Union Square and oh. hopefully soon at the Barnes & Noble in Tribeca. Uh, I'm not sure if they're carrying it just yet, but I say go in there no matter what. And either they have it and you're happy or you go up to customer service and demand uh, that they get it in right away. And That's one right. way or another, you know, uh, they'll have it. <laughs> and <laughs> and all these stores are carrying the e-version of the book, right? I I would have no comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's a real book. It smells like a book. It looks like a book. Um, it tastes like it, a book, so I'm told. Yes. Uh, I, I think I was the one who informed you of that. It was delicious. <laughs> And tasted a little like chicken. Um, now, uh, Rob, what are you planning? And you've, you've accomplished so much in 2014. What's next for you in 2015? Oh, I guess that's a good question today. Um, I, can I can I be honest? I have no idea. Does anyone have an idea for a book they'd like to uh, like written? I can maybe help with that. <laughs> How about going the other way? Writing? I would like to try ghostwriting. I think that sounds like fun because if it sucks, nobody knows it's you. <laughs> Weeks, what was your idea for his book? I was thinking about, you know, you write about how books are great in this one, but how about why books suck? Maybe people <laughs> um, want to read that. <laughs> you know, depending on how sales go for this book, that that might be uh, <laughs> might be a relatively easy <laughs> endeavor. Well played. Chapter well played. one, Going Bankrupt While Publishing. Now you you had a uh, very uh, a poignant experience recently with uh, David Sedaris. Can you can you give us a, oh, yes. a story of what happened there? Well, uh, David, as I like to call him, because we're so close <laughs> now, um, was I, I have to say uh, for those of you who don't know David Sedaris, David Sedaris is a, a very uh, funny essayist, and he writes a lot of great. Uh, some of the stuff is kind of made up, but most of what he writes is about his family and his uh, life experiences, and they're very clever and very witty and very poignant. And uh, he does these amazing book readings all over the country. And after his book readings, you want to stick around, and he'll, he'll sign books. But unlike uh, with Hillary Clinton, who basically was told you had like three seconds with her, and she wouldn't even look up from the book or put your name in the book, or even use a real pen, I believe, uh, David Sedaris <laughs> actually will sit there and have a, have a long conversation with you and actually ask you questions and uh, really appreciates people who come out. So I decided this past summer to bring a copy of the first book, which you so uh, correctly uh, named, my unofficial second-to-last will and testament. And I gave him a copy because I thought that would be just a cool thing to do, to give an artist you admire something that you created. And the guy could not have been nicer and more supportive and was super friendly and um, uh, sent me a lovely postcard two weeks later. Uh, kind of referencing one of the jokes uh, in the book and could not have been a, a nicer guy. So everyone out there, after you've bought my book, please go out and buy something by uh, David Sedaris. That is amazing. That is amazing. Uh, class, act. class act. 
Yeah. Not as class, we, not as class uh, an act as the, the people you were discussing before I came on the air, but I've got a close second. <laughs> Listen, if I walk into an alleyway, I see Danny Partridge and uh, banging a lady in the butt and Gil Gottfried getting a blowjob, I, I, I'm sticking around that alley to see what's going to happen next. You know, in all fairness, I, I don't know him uh, quite, quite that well, but uh, I'm willing to bet that nobody would find this story funnier than David Sedaris. That's just a hunch. <laughs> well, I'll have to uh, email him an MP3 of the story with my signature on it. Uh, we, you, um, what, what, were you, what were your thoughts when you finished Rob's new book? I loved it. Well, my thought was to read it again. I read it twice. Amazing. Look at that. The, the check Amazing is in the book. mail. <laughs> the check is in the mall. Which mall? <laughs> no, no. I, my my thoughts were: it's a great book. It's very witty. It's a convenient read. I think you know, an easy read, and uh, it's it's a great, uh, a great book. Refreshing, I would say. Thank you. Cool. Right, I, I thought that question I, that, 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 was that, someone who doesn't like to read books at all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, 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 I actually, really thought you were asking me that at first. I thought, <laughs> how did you feel when you first read your own book? I, how did you feel? I, I might be a little slow. How, how did you feel when you read your own book? <laughs> My first thought was, who wrote this? <laughs> well, it's a good thing you weren't like, oh, there's a typo on page 15. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, make, don't make me get my copy. No, no, no. <laughs> I said it's a good thing you weren't oh, like that. Okay, all right. Um. Uh, oh, okay. Well, uh, so you don't know what you're gonna do in 2015. You've written uh, some some very funny material so far. Uh, the 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 will is called my unofficial will second uh, last. Ah, son of a gun. <laughs> my unofficial second to last will and testament. And the new one is called Hey Blank. What is it? Hey, Blank. Here's your present. It's a book. And if you can see a picture of the, uh, if you just, if you want to Google it or go on Amazon, uh, you'll see on the cover, it's just a big party. There's confetti and there are exclamation points. There's mm-hmm. a little, uh, a little bullhorn. It's just, it's a giant party because that's how everyone should feel when they get a book as a present. Like, you know, <laughs> happy, like tonight, like tonight, 365 nights a year. That's how they should feel. Right. You know, I, uh, I, I gifted this book to two people over the holidays. Now, I, I keep it, I, you know that I bought two copies from you. I have one, and I gifted another hard copy, and then I gifted an e-book to Mr. Weeks. Well, look at that. It's very, very nice, and I'm happy to hear that. Um, I would say, uh, as a as a precaution, no refunds, no exchanges. But but you know, that's just that's just my legal team uh, uh, speaking there. Um, you I have a also, legal. I should also well, yeah, it's my 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 cousin. Um, I should, and he's not really a lawyer. I should point out, um, and yes. I would like to plug that I believe I will be doing my first reading uh, oh. from these two books um, at some point this month. However, I do not know the date and I do not know the location. But if you are in Brooklyn, I would suggest just randomly popping in uh, to the back rooms of bars uh, during the month of January, and you might possibly come across me and some other authors uh, reading that material <laughs> if you have some spare time. 
<laughs> that would be so. Uh, I mean, it would really be like finding uh, a needle in a what's the what's the phrase? N- needle in a in a needle a, in a haystack. Haystack. <laughs> Um, weeks. Rob and I went to go see that uh, Hunger Games at the uh, um, that uh, movie theater over up in Lincoln Square, and uh, I uh, and and it was a disaster, and we never saw it. And then after that, I walk, uh, and then last night rather, I I go on a a, a, a date to see a movie, and uh, I went to see Big Eyes. And I walk into the theater, and I'm like, "Holy shit! Wait, I totally like didn't put it together." And then I, I was like, all the, all the crazy emotions of that night came back when I walked in there, Rob. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry I wasn't there to, <laughs> to go through that with you. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of big eyes, you know what makes the best present for someone with big eyes? <laughs> hey, blank. It's for you. A book. Ah, uh, son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not it. It's, hey, blank, here's your present. It's a book. And you can Google that, and you can search it on Amazon, and you can do it on any device. Any device, whether it be a laptop or a phone or, uh, I mean, not a rotary phone. Can you do it on a rotary phone? I'd say you try. Yes. (laughs) I know Weeks used to watch movies on his rotary phone. I still do. I still do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm well, guessing Rob, a lot of Alfred Hitchcock. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. A lot yeah. of the birds. Yeah, the birds. Do you and know don't the... forget if you're if you're in Union Square, yeah. stop by Barnes and Nobles. Those guys have been good to me and yeah. uh, reordered already once. So uh, uh, help them uh, help them sell nice. some books. Definitely. By the way, Preferably do you know that? <laughs> do you know that the key apparently to doing Alfred Hitchcock. I just heard Dick Cavett say this on the Gilbert Gottfried Amazing Colossal <laughs> podcast. Dick Cavett said the key to Hitchcock is to imagine that there's something in your teeth in between your back molars. And that I'll try it. I never tried it before. I'll try it now. So uh, that's, how you, that's how you want to watch an Alfred Hitchcock movie? Um, no, that's how you impersonate him. And, and I didn't know we were doing. I didn't know we were doing impersonations now. Brandon Rio, I mean, it really is not working for me at all. Uh, can you guys do it? Welcome, <laughs> Rob. No, not really. <laughs> I I wouldn't even know where to begin with that. Um, although I should mention that in my uh, book. Hey, Blank, here's your president's book. I have not only um, the biography for Angela Lansbury, but I also have the unofficial biography for Angela Lansbury. So you can read both oh, wow. of those and compare notes uh, between oh, the two. What's the difference? Oh, wow. What's the difference? You got to buy the book to find out? Uh, yes, you're, you have to. I'll, I'll let Weeks fill you in. But um, the, the unofficial is probably a little... A little it's, more salacious. It's worth the read. It's worth the read. Go get that book and learn about <laughs> Angela Lansbury. If, if you ever want to learn facts and fiction about Angela Lansbury, this is your chance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a couple things. Go to the Barnes & Noble in Union Square in Manhattan and, uh, and, and get this book, Hey Blank. It's a book. Your pre- what is it? You know God what? Just, hey just blank, look for a book with a party on it. That's book. all I can say. Yes, 
at, you go there and get a hard copy of the book and be good to them. They've ordered it twice. And then uh, you can also go online on the Amazon.com uh, website. That is all the rage anymore. And get your copy there, whether it be uh, a, a hard copy or a digital copy. As long as you're reading this book, you're keeping Rob happy. And, you know, uh, uh, with this new year coming, and don't quote me on this, but if you buy it on Amazon, it might be delivered uh, by a drone. So yes. keep that in mind. Yes. I had a Amazon Now. I did that Amazon Prime Now the other day to my office, and the shit came in like two hours, and I just got a bunch of shit, and uh, the the sales team at work were suggesting that it was like weapons of mass destruction, that it was in this huge brown paper bag and looked very suspicious, but it was like shampoo for my non-hair. You ordered shampoo? Yeah. From Amazon? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, I have no retort to that. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to end the interview there. Rob, <laughs> Happy New Year. Uh, go plant some corn and uh, paper towels. Paper towels. Happy New Year, gentlemen, and uh, see you in 2015. Happy New Year. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Good night. That was Robert W. Biederman uh, with whatever the book's names are. They're both very confusing titles, Weeks, you know? It, re- it really is. Yeah, it, it is. But it's a, it's a creative title at the same time, you know? Hey, yeah. a-hole, it's, here's your present. It's a book. <laughs> Speaking of a-holes, do you know what time it is? Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Kardashian, uh-huh. that, you know, he's got the two babies with. Mm-hmm. 
but now apparently he and Chloe seem to be like hitting it up. Mm-hmm. Oh man! And so, that's her sister. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's the be- that's the big giant one that that may or may not have had the same father as the rest of them. Yeah. Okay. The Amazon. You know the yeah the one that was married to the Lamar Odom. Because ah. you know all them other Kardashians. Uh, Mr. Dizick must be packing. <laughs> so it's a multiple hot mess. Oh, gross, Definitely. bro. And who's your second yeah. hot mess? My second hot mess has got to be the NYPD blue. For just dicks. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. That for For what? Pretty much sums that up. I mean, you know, it's like... <laughs> And and their union leadership. I mean, how ridiculous is this to be turning your back and doing all this crap on the mayor when, excuse me, how about, like, paying attention to uh, the facts and history and the mayor has, like, you know, some children of color. Mm-hmm. So, like, every other good parent of children of color, he's had to instruct them on how to behave in a city like this when confronted by the cops. Because you will be confronted by the cops, even just trying to buy fucking bubble gum at the corner bodega. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, hello. But so, <laughs> someone, I forget who it was who said this, like put it into perspective the other day on, you know, one of the talking wonks on CNN who said, well, you know, what is the paper of notes when you see police, you know, the guys on the street and everything? And what they're looking at is the post. Well, if that's their Bible, the Post has been, like, frying de Blasio since before the election even happened. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just all its just all part of, like, just, you know, like, ugly innuendo that has no relationship in, in fact. But the upside of it is this, like, funky-ass slowdown that they're supposedly doing and not arresting people for, you know, minor inoffenses. In it's like, well, that's got sort of an upside as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm. like not for not arresting for people for having a joint on the street or for cussing, you know, like really? Shitty <laughs> walking, you know, like, okay. So there is an upside. <laughs> and who is your third and final hot mess for 2014? Well, it's got to be a situation I found mine today when I was. Mm-mm trying to get in and use that insurance coverage because there was still some flex money left, you know, these, like, new friggin' accounts and everything where <laughs> you pay <laughs> in, you got to use it before the year ends up or it doesn't roll over, all this, like, fat shit stuff to just <laughs> make the Obamacare folks bump fuck crazy. <laughs> anyway, we had all this money left over, so we had to use it for opticals. So I had to go in and get new glasses. Well, mm. while I'm there, I'm trying to pick out between three different frames. I've narrowed it down. And I hear this very recognizable voice going, oh, those look really good on you. And it was mm. Amy fucking Polar. Ooh. 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 At which point then her parents chimed in, and her dad really liked my choice that I ended up with. So I ended up having this conversation with them and telling her what looks better on her. And, you know, it's like, just, there you go. Only in New York, kids. <laughs> Only in New York. What, where was this? Which lens crafters were you at? At the Cohen's Fashion Optical at the corner of Greenwich and Christopher. Oh, okay. 
So now yeah. if we want to troll uh, Amy Poehler, we'll head over there. Yeah, she was in when she had her two kids. Abel mm-hmm. and Archie, I think, are their names. And, and her, her parents? Uh, yeah. Wow. You know, it's the holidays. Everybody's in. Yeah, and you know what? One night, I walked. It, I was in the village as well, and I walked by Amy Poehler, Rachel Dratch, and Seth Meyers eating uh, dinner outside, or maybe getting drinks outside somewhere. And uh, that is the end of that story, because what can you really yeah. do? You know, as you oh, can't... You just keep walking. That's the village. That's the village, boo. <laughs> exactly. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to do my ritual so you guys know what to do in case I don't get back in time. We'll be right back with jokes. Yeah. Hey, looking for the right deals to spice up your love life? Well, look no further than BlazingRyeRadio.com. Click on the banners for AdamEveToys.com. Once you're there, you'll find vibrators, dildos, women's sex toys, men's sex toys, male masturbators, anal sex toys, kinky bondage, strap-ons, and a few of these featured products at the moment. You got Adam's Extension, a pleasure enhancer, A&E Vibrating Silver Bullet 2.0, and the Adam and Eve Ball Buzzer Penis Ring. Just go to blazonryradio.com, click on the banners for Adam Eve Toys, and you'll find a good head kit for him, oral sex essentials kit, Adam and Eve deep throat gel, and passion packs for couples. Trust me, you and your partner will be getting busy in no time. BlazingRyeRadio.com Hey, buddy! Yeah, what, he didn't, he didn't finish dumping yet? <laughs> He's, he's I don't still off trapping. So. Sire, did you? Uh, I love did, how he, I love how you designed to take your weekly food just as we do this show. <laughs> <laughs> I take like thirty a day. What do you mean weekly? I got to get that checked. Um, I the, read uh, him. <laughs> did you ask Amy Poehler how her how the sh- how her shooting her last season is going of Parks and Recreation? No, no, I didn't. No, I don't, and I think that's like the cool thing about the village is when I see people like that, or end up talking to them, like you know, I'll end up talking to Jessica Lang in line at uh, Cinderella, or be at Lifetime Groceries with Julianne Moore, and you just don't talk about like their work. You just you know you talk to them about the weather, or what they're eating, or what they're. It, it's just sort of like you know, it's it's making all of us sort of real people instead of like going. Ooh. Um, I think they like that. I do only? Like that. So no, I do, don't. Hmm. Do only middle-aged white actresses hang out in the village? Uh, no, that tends to be who's shopping when I'm out at nine in the morning. <laughs> what does that say about you? There you go. <laughs> All right, let's jack off. Uh, first, we need some intro music from Alan Thick. Here we go. Cue the strings and the horns. It was very catchy. Okay. He is sick. Oh, boy. All right. 
Louise Rayner, the first star to win consecutive acting Oscars, died this week at 104. The cause of her death? That she was 104. Bingo! (laughs) (laughs) And, my dear boy, you know it's Louise Rayner. Oh, my sorry. My my apologies, rather. My sorry. Yeah. Yeah, if she was still alive yet, would have killed her. <laughs> yeah, she's Carl Reiner's mother, I know. No, no, no. no, no. And Rob Reiner's brother. No, 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 no. Well, she and was Sally Struthers' sister-in-law. And speaking of actors, after a poor reception at the Con Film Festival... The movie Lost River by Ryan Gosling won't be opening in theaters. However, I will be wide open for Gosling's Goosling. I mean Ryan's Ryan. I mean RJ's DJ. I mean, ooh, don't get me started. Ooh. Ooh. And he can bring that blow-up doll along with him. <laughs> yes. Great rep. John Mayer filtered the shit out of an Instagram photo this week to make himself look more attractive. It's just too bad he can't filter his goddamn music to make it sound even better. Oh, your body, body is a wonderland. Oh, your body is a wonderland. Oh, your body is a wonderland. I wanna run through the halls in my house. I wanna break down the double doors. I just found out there's no such thing as the real world. It's a lie you got to rise above. The world's got to keep on changing. Changing. Waiting on the world to change. Keep on changing. Changing. Speaking of shitty music, Christina Aguilera this week got in an argument with Mickey Mouse at Disneyland and called him an a-hole and asked if he even knew who she was. Mickey had to be ushered to a safe zone as things were about to get Dirty. Watch my booty go. Dirty. Watch my booty go down. Dirty. Watch out for that little brownie. Watch out, get the brownie. Watch out, get really dirty. Oh, yeah, I'll get the all my clothes come off. It's about to get dirty. Booty. Dirty. Come here, pretty unruly. Get in the pies in a hurry. You don't want to get kind of dirty. It's about time. It's about time for my arrival. Get dirty. Let's get dirty. Over, over, over my body. I like Fogarty's version much more. I've never heard this version before. That might be a keeper. That is a keeper. Yeah. Ooh, just shot a cork out my ass. <laughs> Good thing you have that diaper on. I'll say. An investigator's testicles last week. Oh, no. <laughs> An investigator testified. That's what he did. He testified. He wasn't playing blue balls. 
He testified last week that two brothers who were arrested on child pornography charges had discussed fantasies of sexually assaulting and killing a baby. And, you know, I'm not one to judge people. Whatever floats your boat, okay? (laughs) Who are we to judge? You know, I mean, if that's your thing. That's true. Yeah. Really? Uh, Speaking of Amy Poehler, really? Uh Just because you're a pedophile doesn't mean I can't complain about a bad haircut. (laughs) You're right about that one, Tommy boy. (laughs) Five people were stabbed in a Washington, D.C. restaurant Saturday. Restaurant goers should have been more prepared after their fellow patron kept yelling, This food's so good, makes me want to stab somebody. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) 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 A Northern California driver committing multiple mechanical violations sped away from a park ranger who tried to stop him Sunday night. The motorist hit a milepost marker drove across the shoulder, and plummeted to his death on the Sonoma County beach. Good for him. Nobody likes to quit, right? Good job. That's right. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Uh, Never, ever, ever, ever give up. A for Never. <laughs> Never, ever. <laughs> Never, ever. Never, ever, a 20-something in Iowa took a selfie after being detained for drunken driving early Sunday while in the OWI room. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> okay, owner to Kel. Oh, okay. He would have kept going, but had to leave when he heard, Oh, Mr. Bieber, please come with us. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Beaver. After a Pennsylvania axe murderer confessed to killing his wife on Christmas Eve, a state prosecutor said it's just awful. The timing makes it worse. Christmas for those kids is ruined. Yeah, I wish this axe murderer waited until at least Martin Luther King Day to chop off his wife's head. That would have been a lot easier to cope with. Uh, Aww. What would you ask him? I don't know. What? I don't know. What would you ask him? (laughs) Oh, no. Axe murderer. (laughs) What? (laughs) Weeks. I asked, oh, a former (laughs) governor of Alaska. (laughs) (laughs) What? Asshole. Asshole. That reminds me of when you remember Philip Burke, Tom Fogarty. Remember what? Philip Burke. He he was Syracuse drama. No. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know he's got you know he's he's got a few screws loose, and in uh in college. We used to we used to say it was his birthday all the time. Today is Philip Burke's twenty fourth and twenty fifth birthday. You know, say some real weird shit like that. Like uh March thirty first and thirty second is Philip Burke's twentieth birthday. We would say shit like that all the time to the drama department. And uh and then my friend Jason Rawlings, he started calling him uh and saying calling saying, Happy birthday, you blessed shit ho. 
shithole. You blessed shithole. Shithole. Oh, you shithole. You shithole. You blessed shithole. Happy New Year, you blessed shithole. You blessed shithole. You blessed shithole. Are we all just blessed shitholes? Hello, how are you doing? Blessed shithole. I'm trying. <laughs> A bloody blessed shithole. Because <laughs> of the tampons? Huh? <laughs> no, because of Ryan Gosling. Oh. Oh, uh, Reese. Okay. Yeah, because he's a big boy now. Uh, the former governor of Alaska is now the CEO of a marijuana company called Kush. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't know he was governor of Alaska. No, Kush, Kush in the booth. He knows you want to get high. Snooch to the nooch. <laughs> Kush, Kush in the bush. <laughs> Hasbro, the toy company, is in hot water for releasing a penis-shaped tool with its latest Play-Doh product line called the Extruder, whereby Play-Doh frosting is to be released from the tip, which sometimes gets clay stuck inside it, which you have to then blow out with your mouth. Weeks? Thoughts? <laughs> no comment. Sounds like a six pack of Somalias to me. <laughs> Don't sound like she got a case of the Somalism. It does really look like a dildo. <laughs> it looks like a dildo. He said it was just the tip that was stuck. Well, it would probably make a good butt plug because it's small enough. That's true. But I don't think it would. I don't think it would encourage safe sex, though, because the cream is coming out of the tip. Right. That's true. And it'd That's be a... like fucking Gumby, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be hard to get it up there. <laughs> Former President George H.W. Bush was released from the hospital this week. His son, George W. Bush, expressed frustration because as long as daddy's alive... I'll never get to be king of America. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. That was awful. <laughs> That's the only thing? That's the only thing. <laughs> Couldn't possibly be anything else. <laughs> and just to wrap up this love fest. Yes, close out the year. Close the it out, year. Close out 2014, baby. New Year's motherfucking Eve, where large numbers of predominantly white crowds will be gathering all over the festive city of New York, shielding their black friends from getting shot by the popo. Good old acquaintance. Get along where the dog is. Get along where the dog is. And a killer cat cow. Hey, dude. Yeah. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Okay. Don't let it 
down. <laughs> Stick the play dough right up your bottle. Oh. And then oh. just suck on the tip and it will get unclogged. <laughs> on that note Tom Fogarty thank you for a wonderful year we look forward to many more uh, excursions on the internet in 2015 happy new year Cyrus absolutely to another big happy new year Thomas Fogarty <laughs> yep, yay yep, yep. okay Shemalia baby Shemalia yeah mine yeah mine bye mine <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, I don't know what Fogarty said just now because you were talking, but it sounded like he was being it was being very complimentary, and now you know you ruined it. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought it was going to be actually really heartfelt, but uh, no, he <laughs> didn't You were what? I totally ruined it. I thought I thought it was going to be quite genuine and heartfelt. I thought he was really saying something off, you know, uh, something really. Honest and nice, but I did ruin it. Yes. Uh, so, um, so let me revert back to. Uh, I, I don't think that. Okay, I think there was one girl at this time in the alleyway, and Gilbert was felt awkward. No, no, no. Yeah, Gilbert felt awkward because Danny Bonaducci is standing there naked while the girl is blowing Gilbert Godfrey. And they're talking about this like it's just a casual, like, so then she's blowing me, and you're over there, and I felt very weird because you're all, your cock was out, and, you know, I, I felt very uncomfortable. Um, oh, let's let's shift gears before we get totally off track. <laughs> and, uh, and then he started saying, and this is a great idea, by the way, um, Danny Bonaducci said that he, what he would do was go to um, like uh, clubs and he would RSVP saying uh, Danny Bonaducci and Mick Jagger are going to be there tonight. Can you reserve a table for Danny Bonaducci and Mick Jagger? <laughs> and so they would always give him a table and uh, he would get there and he would say, hey, is Mick here yet? And um, most of the time it'd be no. And he would go to the table. And But one time, he goes and he's like, "Hey, uh, hey, is Mick here yet?" And they said, "Oh yes, he's right upstairs." And they guide him to Mick Jagger's table, and he's sitting there, and he's like, Sir, "Mick Jagger's surrounded by a bunch of people," and Bonaducci is is waiting to talk to him, and he finally does, and he's so excited to tell him his big story about how he's been conning everyone and stuff, and saying, "I'm reserving a table for Danny Bonaducci and Mick Jagger." Yeah, you know, remember the kid from the Partridge Family? Yeah, he, he and Mick Jagger. They, Mick Jagger was on the radio show today. He did a really, you know, they got they hit really hit it off and uh, so he's really excited he waits forever to talk to Jagger he finally gets up to him and tell him, tells him the whole thing and all Mick Jagger says is what a cheeky bloke and turns around and talking to whoever he was talking to that's it what a cheeky bloke Bonaducci also said uh, that he he would also RSVP at places by saying he was the drummer from Three Dog Night because who the hell would know who the drummer from Three Dog Night is. He, he said even the other two dogs of the night don't know who the drummer is uh, from Three Dog Night. So these, to me, are great tactics to get into clubs. What do you think about this? I think they're pretty genius, and I might have to use them. But, uh, you know, I, I, you still be like that, that semi-celebrity status that Danny Bonaduce has. So I, I don't know. Maybe I'll say I'm Danny Bonaduce. 
Yeah. You know, I'm just not saying that, you know, please reserve a table for me and David Bowie. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then what what will happen when you actually encounter Bowie at the table? <laughs> He's going to say, what a space oddity. <laughs> Sorry. That was not good. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, but you know uh, that uh, uh, that reminded me of you know how for years and years I've been yelling the name out Skyler and waving to thin air. You know I just Ooh. yell across the street Skyler Boscow some ridiculous names because I get this from <laughs> Ross I think Ross would you roll down the window Jimmy you got the chocolate milk and uh, and so then one day I was walking from the bar with Paul Wentworth to the to the the subway. And uh, I almost said tube. It must be too much to Mick Jagger accent there. Uh, walked to the, with the subway. And then I'm yelling across the street, Skyler! And then this guy goes, yeah! And he crosses the street. And he comes up to me. And he's like, hey, what's up? And I was like, hey, dude. And he goes, you said Skyler. I'm Skyler. And I was like, no way. And he said, yeah. And keep in mind, I'm I'm hammered. And he's like, yeah, I'm, 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 my name is Skyler. You're just calling my name. And I go, that's so weird. I've been calling out Skyler for years, you know, to nobody. And then the guy goes, you, uh, you just call out Skyler randomly. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went up to, like, huh? It's like bizarre world. You know, you, you keep saying, you know, this is strange. First of all, it's not a very common name, and then you you hear it, and the person's there at that exact time. That's very strange. There was something that was meant to be in that occasion, and I think uh, I don't know what happened. It's just like kind of fizzled out. Yeah. <laughs> and now I don't know why I'm I'm so this this episode is mainly about this Danny Bonaducci Gill podcast, but the another thing. <laughs> that struck me was he got in trouble for uh, talking about Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, because Rosie O'Donnell said she thought uh, uh, 9-11 was an inside job. And, you know, it was during the time Rosie was saying some crazy shit. And so yeah. Danny Bonaducci goes, so, you know, I mean, that's, that's treason. You hang the big bitch. And that's what he said. You hang the big bitch for treason. <laughs> and he got in trouble for that. And then, uh, Gilbert and Frank Santopadre, they were like, and now, now, Daddy, you've been on uh, Married with Children, Roseanne, the Jeffersons, um, Diagnosis Murder, uh, CSI, and then he goes, wait a second, I, I did an episode of Diagnosis Murder? <laughs> Now there's there's a couple problems here. Uh, one is that he has no recollection of doing an episode of Diagnosis Murder because uh, he was all hopped up and Logie on the stuff on the crack. He was a crackhead, and then he said, uh, and he also pronounced it Diagnosis. I did an episode of Diagnosis Murder. I I don't remember working with Dick Van Dyke. What do you think about that, John? We. I think he's got a lot of problems than just being a member of the Partridge family, quite <laughs> frankly. But <laughs> and that whatever in itself happened to David problem. Cassidy, anyway? What? That in itself is a problem, huh? Being That's a, a member. huge problem. I, I mean, yeah. did he talk about David Cassidy at all? Are they friends, the two yeah. of them? Uh, well, mostly they talked about David Cassidy, Cassidy's enormous cock. <laughs> <laughs> Because they were talking about how 
that woman in the alley was lucky that Bonaducci wasn't David Cassidy uh, because uh, Cassidy, you know, has this massive dong and it has a name for it too, and they call it something like Dost or something, Doth. So they call like Cassidy's dick something, and Gilbert's like, "See, I wouldn't because he wore such unbelievably tight pants." Um, but uh, they talked mainly about his genitalia, his member, but they also said uh, – Danny Bonaducci seemed – it seemed like they were kind of more like um, acquaintances than friends. It seemed more like there there were uh, – there was. it seemed like there was some tension because he, like, uh, he was saying, uh, yeah, David wrote a book called uh, Come On, Get Happy, and yet he fails to do that. Um, <laughs> he also said that – uh, one time, now keep in mind, Bonaducci never played the bass ever. And then one time, David Cassidy was like, "I will uh, pay you." And Bonaducci already said yes, but by that time, because he would do anything for ten bucks. Um, but then he was like, "I'll pay you to uh, open for me, do comedy, and then uh, do the uh, play one song, one Partridge Family song with me." And and he did. And he he was like, oh. "Playing bass is really hard." But so they did that. They're close enough to have done that. Um, and then mostly they were like talking. Uh, at one point, Gilbert Gottfried was like, So you wish that you had David Cassidy's huge cock? And then Danny Bundy was like, You're right. Yeah, that's right. You heard it here first. Um, and uh, I, that's, that's about it. But Cassidy is, uh, uh, you know, he, he, I think he tours around, does shows. He did Blood Brothers, the musical with Sean Cassidy. Uh, apparently, Sean and Danny Bonaducci were closer than David and Bonaducci. What do you think about all that, the Cassidy Bonaducci stuff there? I think, uh, well, I think it's definitely jealous of his large package. And uh, yeah. I think Bonaducci has probably been angry about that all of his life. And, you know, I, I think there should be a showdown, maybe a celebrity boxing match between David, David Cassidy and Danny Bonaducci. <laughs> uh, what do you think about that, huh? Huh? Well, they, they talked about the celebrity box. They talked about how he boxed Greg Brady, and 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 and, and Bonaduce was like, "But you know, I like Greg. He's a nice guy." And he's saying his name is Greg. You know, he's like, not, his name is Terry Williams. Um, and he was saying Robert Shapiro. He was boxed Robert Shapiro. Uh, but um, um, oh, there was something I wanted to say to you. Uh, what 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 did you just say just now? Uh, they they should box and what was the other they thing before that? They should have a match. Mm. Uh-huh. Oh, God, there was something else. God damn it, we. Uh, he's jealous of his uh, package. Mm, yeah, I don't think that's it. No, uh, maybe it'll come back. Probably not. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, ugh, God, I got you know when you get the uh, when you you use too much toothpaste or something and then you get uh, like white gunk in your mouth. Oh, gross, bro. Yeah. Do that all the time. And then you just wind up (laughs) spitting it out, or as Alexis DiDonato once told me, she uh, eats it. Oh, gross, bro. That Crest Pro Health is particularly uh, infamous for this this problem. (laughs) Alexis is nasty. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... Listen, man. The uh, the 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 uh, the the dog that lives by itself. Mouthy. Oh. What? What's going on, man? We don't have an album. We don't have a single. What's going on? 
Malice is uh, just she's predisposed at this moment. She really mm-hmm. is trying to get this album out, but right now there's a, there's a major lawsuit. There's people saying that she's copying a lot of this music from major artists such as Prince. Prince, uh, the artist formerly known as Prince, is suing her. Uh, <laughs> Michael Jackson's estate is suing her. Malice um, is getting a lot of there's a lot of hating going on right now. And she's I not able to release the album until then. I heard Tupac's hologram is suing is suing her. Yeah, Tupac's hologram, Biggie's hologram, uh, Easy's hologram. <laughs> it, it's, it's serious. But but the one good thing that I heard is uh, from Alcee is she's on role in the new the NWA film they're making right now. Really? Well, who does she play? She plays uh, MC Ren from oh. NWA. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's gonna be phenomenal. She has a lot of speaking parts, and uh, she's gonna really show her, uh, you know, her talent and depth. Give, give me, give me a taste of one of her lines. What's one of her lines in the movie? Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a serious line. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm waiting. Yeah. But one. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, one of the people, one of the uh, the cops asked, uh, so, Mousy, or MC Red in this, MC Red, what does NWA stand for anyway? <laughs> and Mousy goes, that's oh, MC no. Red. No whites allowed. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, I can't do half the, the power that Mousy delivers these lines, but it was, it was, it was, it, it had people shocked. You know, people were uh, blown away by it. Well, uh, speaking of movies, um, <clears throat> I walked by a stack of She's the Man DVDs, and I, 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 I took I took a picture of it, and I have yet to send it to you, but I'll send it to you after the show uh, at some point. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, what what is your favorite scene, would you say, in the movie that our favorite actress, Amanda Bind Mind, played in uh, with uh, Chatham Tainsworth? Uh, and Lou Gehrig and uh, Derek Jeter. What was your favorite scene in that movie that was, it was very, if you think about it, it was very, very, it was very, very like, it was very, very like, it was very like, it was very, very like, it was very like, it was very, very like, it was very like, it was very, very like. She's the main man with the main <laughs> All right. Very nice. Uh, my favorite scene. Yes. Is she's the main man with the main man Is where Amanda Baines plays this gangster Johnny uh, in this phenomenal film. And uh, and here it goes. Okay? And I'm going to play two characters here, but Amanda Baines plays both, actually. She does a phenomenal job. I don't know how she does but I, I'm not going to do a happy good job, job she did, but there goes. Okay. <laughs> Who is it? It's me, Snakes. I got the stuff. Leave it on the doorstep and get the hell out of here. All right, Johnny, but what about my money? What money? AC said he had some dough for me. Oh, that a fact, huh? How much do I owe you? AC said 10%. Well, too bad AC ain't in charge no more. What do you mean? He's upstairs taking a bath. 
They'll call you when it gets out. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you. Uh, I'm going to give you the, the count of ten to get your ugly yellow, no good keister off my damn property before I pump your guts full of lead. All right, John. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going. All right. I'm going to start counting now. One. Two. Ten. Oh, 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 that's a classic scene right there. Kevin McAllister, great kid. Great kid. <laughs> <laughs> and what's um, your favorite scene? You know, one time Mark Marin booked, he was trying to book a, a guest from Kids in the Hall named uh, Kevin McDonald. And he was going back and forth on his podcast, and he was going back and forth with Kevin McDonald's agent. And, um,. They booked him. He was really excited to interview this Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall. Uh, and so Mark Marin is just, he's like uh, waiting for him. And first mm-hmm. the agent shows up. She's a woman. And she's like, hi, Kev- Kevin's on his way. He'll be here soon. And then the guy who shows up is the wrong Kevin McDonald. <laughs> it's, it's a totally different guy, and I think it's MCD instead of MacDonald, like the real guy. But it, what it is is Kevin. This Kevin McDonald is a director, and if I were in that situation, I probably I think would would tell the truth. But what Marin did was he like went in the other room and IMDb'd this guy real quick and just like <laughs> did the interview anyway. You know, totally off the cuff with this guy that he had like no idea about, and uh, and then he finally got the actual Kevin McDonald, and so like the, the he he released that episode of, like two, those two interviews at once. Um, but imagine that you think you're booking one person, and another person shows up to your your studio, your garage, or whatever, <laughs> and, and named Kevin McDonald, and like that would just I would be terrified. I would be I would be totally yeah, terrified is the word. I don't want to know what the heck to do. I would. Either run away, or I would just tell the truth and say, well, "Listen, this is not going to work." Yeah, uh, I don't know how that how he uh, fared, but he did, did a good job. I mean, that's pretty amazing. I, I couldn't I, do that. That's... Yeah, I mean, sometimes his his intros are better than the interviews. Like the interviews are good, but sometimes, like when he was talking about, like I had just heard Larry King on Norm Macdonald's podcast, which is an incredible interview, and Larry King was very lively and fine and stuff. And then and then Mark Maron's like, uh, so. Uh, I don't, I don't know what just happened with Larry King. Uh, it, it was, it was not what I thought it would be. Um, <laughs> you know, I we agreed on eleven fifteen. I get there eleven fifteen, and and it was just, it was a bad scene. I'll, I'll play it for you. And he played audio of like when he walked in, and you can hear Larry King going, "You're late." And Mary's like, "Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I thought we said eleven uh, fifteen, no?" And he's like, oh, "You're ten minutes late." And Marin's like, is this a bad time? I can come back another time. And he's like, no, I'll I'll do it. I'll I'll do it. And then they sit down and do the interview, but it has this like awkward aura all around it, you know? It's just and, and like the whole time Marin's like, I apologize for the miscommunication and whatever. And I'm sure that like Marin was right, and his crazy old ass was uh, just being nuts. 
probably took too much Metamucil or something or or uh, looked too much like an owl that day. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I don't know how I would handle myself if Larry King were mad at me. What would you do? Uh, I would probably be very afraid because he seems like my grandpa, and if uh, if he's anything like my grandpa, he, gets, he would probably gets very violent and uh, just you can't understand anything he's saying. And uh, I get I get scared. I might get hit beaten with a cane. I don't want to get beaten with a cane. <laughs> and uh, you know that voice, that voice, and that owl looking, those owl looking eyes, it terrify me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my favorite scene is she's my 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 is in the movie. She's the mine colon precious based on the novel Push by Sapphire, and a mind of mines plays the villain and. She she does a very good job, and she walks in to a party, and she goes, she takes uh she takes the girl uh, by the face and goes, well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? Come here. Hey, look at me. So I had a wife, beautiful, you know. Who tells me I worry too much? Who tells me I ought to smile more? Who gambles and gets in deep with the sharks? Look at me! One day, (laughs) they carved her face, and we have no money for surgery. She can't take it. I just want to see her smile again, hmm? I just want her to know that I don't care about the scars. So, I stick a razor in my mouth and do this to myself. And you know what? She can't stand the sight of me. She leaves. Now, I see the funny side. Now, I'm always smiling. (laughs) 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 And that's my favorite scene. She's the man with the mind of buying the main push face on an awful president. Oh, my God. That was disturbing. Your voice just totally took on a different... Oh my God, Tone! I'm just thinking of the, the Joker, and that <laughs> that scare. That oh my God, that was disturbing, man. That was uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known that was you if I didn't, you know, know it was you. That was really scary. So fine job, fine job. I I blew you away with the uh, with with you did hear me say away just now, right? <laughs> <laughs> I blew you away with the. Uh, the 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 uh, chasing Amy one last time, and now I've deeply disturbed you for the end of the new uh, end of the year here. You have, you have, uh, you, you you've ended 2014 on a very low note, but you know we'll go on a high note after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I I just I was I was looking at the uh, the script that I was just reading where it has uh, uh, the Dark Knight. And then I'm looking at the pictures attached to it, and I see Viola Davis walking with Meryl Streep, and I'm like, wait a minute, is Viola <laughs> Davis in this movie? I don't remember this. I don't remember. Am I being racist right now? Is it somebody else? I don't. Re-. And then I realize that doubt uh, is right underneath the Dark Knight. It, these are not meant to be part of the Dark Knight part. You know what would be humorous if... Um... Oh no! If, if Meryl Streep did that scene, that, or you know, just some random actors uh, did that scene, like Meryl Streep or Betty White as the Joker, 
Paulie Shore. Yeah. Paulie Shore. Yeah, uh-huh. Paulie Shore. Yeah. Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> Actually, Adam West was on the Gilbert Gottfried podcast, and he told Gilbert that he could imagine Gilbert playing the Penguin, which Gilbert thought was like the highest compliment. He was like, to have the greatest Batman ever tell me I could be the Penguin is the biggest honor, you know? It is. Yeah, from Adam West, yeah. He could be. And and you know who I always thought could be a great Joker? Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. uh, Joker or Riddler? Oh, the Riddler. Yeah, actually, that's a good one. The Riddler would be better, yeah. Because uh, I've heard I've heard this about him before. I have, did you start this rumor years ago, or was this a real I, rumor? No, I think I tried to talk. I, I did talk about this before, but I, I think other people were trying to get him as the, the Joker, but he would be a better Riddler, too. Yes, yes. Well, I was so looking forward to Jim Carrey as the Riddler, and unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> that movie... And the next movie. Just, you know, I, I saw that movie Big Eyes last night, and man, Tim Burton really knows what he's doing. And that Joel Schumacher guy, he was such a hack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now but, nobody uh, even like nobody even references the 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 old Batman. It's all the Christian Bale one. Anyway, what were you gonna say? The Tommy Lee Jones knocked it out of the park. I thought he was amazing and said. Two Face in that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that I'll, I'll, I'll uh, I think I prefer Aaron Eckhart as Two Face. I, I agree with that. <laughs> I think I prefer Nicholas Holt or whatever this guy's name is on Gotham who plays Harvey Dent to uh, Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta ask you, does Nicholas Cage? Has some kind of deal with Redbox because whenever I go to Redbox, which is sometimes weekly, he's got like a new movie in there every single week, and it's like some movie you've never even heard of. He's putting out movies like every week. It's ridiculous. Let me tell you what is going on here that I I think because this is a very astute observation, and. <laughs> This is not just Redbox. I don't know who the fuck uses Redbox still, except you guys in, in Connecticut and Jersey. Uh, but since since I've adapted to the 21st century uh, and I'm, I'm on the, the Netflix, I um, sometimes every fucking new release is a Nicolas Cage movie. Nicolas Cage, and I, I tell you what, 100% of them is him looking for his kidnapped daughter. Every single movie. And it's always like stolen or some sort of takeoff of Taken, right? He's like trying to redo Taken in like a thousand different ways. And most of them are in the snow. Uh, and it's, I don't know about you, but I don't particularly like watching movies in the snow. I don't particularly like it. Do you like watching movies in the I don't particularly like it. <laughs> no, I, I think... Uh... I actually hate movies that uh, are in the snow. I don't get yeah. them. I don't like them at all. Yeah, woods too. I don't like snow or woods. Yeah, woods. I, woods. I don't get either. I don't unless it's like Robin Hood. I, yeah. Uh, otherwise, I don't like the woods. The woods don't make any sense. Or what about that porn you were watching, Robin's Hood? <laughs> That's true. That was a good one. That, that was good, but it wasn't so much about the porn. <laughs> well, it was about a forest under 
the never mind. But you know what the thing? With, so you got Nicolas Cage and the other people who always have new movies on Netflix, and they seem to be in them together. And I have no yeah. idea why. Are Fifty Cent and Robert De Niro? They are in a ton of movies together that are all <laughs> new on Netflix. And like Robert De Niro, one of the finest actors of our time, is doing <laughs> a ton of shitty movies. Like, why is he doing this? Why is Nicolas Cage? Nicolas Cage, yeah, he's not great, but he won an Oscar. I mean, he's 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 a, you know he's related to the Coppolas. He kind of knows what he's doing. Why are a, both of these guys? doing just a series of it seems like they're trying to do as many movies as possible before they die what are they doing i think that's what it is i don't know if they're like the hardest workers in hollywood or they just don't no. really want to go home i think they just don't want to go home at night you're probably right that's probably true they don't want to go home there's some some demons that they're hiding in their personal lives they want don't want to go home to <laughs> they just keep on making movies. They don't care. And, and, and actually, that falls into my uh, hypothesis. Robert De Niro looks so tired. It looks like he hasn't slept in years. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, and then you turn on uh, the you turn on the football game, and you see Matthew McConaughey uh, driving a Lincoln in a commercial. <laughs> Yeah. What are these yeah. guys doing? He just won an Oscar. He's in his prime. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that movie in Interstellar yet or no? Yeah, I saw it. Did you see it? I saw it, yeah. What did you think of it? It was okay. What did you think of it? I think it was just okay, too. Yeah, I I was confused during much, much of it, and uh, I thought the ending just kind of fell apart. Did you see it in IMAX? I did. 3D or just IMAX? Just, just IMAX, uh, right? Just IMAX. Yeah, it wasn't in 3D. Uh, yeah, so so did we. Uh, it was all Biederman's fault, really. <laughs> Speaking of Biederman, I think I have to meet him at a diner in four minutes. So, uh, oh, okay. I, I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, get your red lipstick ready for Williamsburg tonight. Woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> um, shout out to Michelle Kinney. Uh then saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence. Somebody owes me a martini. And if you have a Barbie doll, what are you going to do with that fucking cunt-ass bitch? You're going to put some reading glasses on her. Wrap, yeah. her, up some, wrap her up in some paper. Yeah. Give her a book. Yeah. Address it. Hey, bitch, here's your present. It's a book. And then light it on fire. That's what we do the book. But of course you're gonna buy. You're gonna, of course you're gonna buy the book first, and then light it on fire. <laughs> Come on, Barbie, light your fire. Come on, Barbie, books on fire. fire. <laughs> well, my friend, it's been a wonderful year on the air with you and off, and I hope uh, for many more of these occasions in 2015 and beyond. Definitely. It's been a pleasure and honor in 2014. It'll be even better in 2015. And happy New Year to you and your family, and enjoy the new year. It'll bring much success and uh, continue longevity, my friends. You as well. Thank you, sir. And um, go plant some corn. Good night, everybody. Good night, week. All right. Good night. Sounds good. Happy New Year.